Well, you know, I'm a marketing guy, <laughs> and I've got some ideas. And if anybody from Disney happens to be listening, I'm just going to throw out my idea here. You ready? Cinderfella. <laughs> right? Get out of here. Okay. <laughs> Move on. What do you have What do you have next? Now, you I know that, that that idea is money. That is money. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. It's Fearless with Mark and Amber where we share behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features. I'm Amber Archer, your co-host of this show. So my husband and I are a filmmaking team creating movies from a biblical perspective about the issues impacting our culture and society and showing the church at work. You can learn more about us and the movies we are making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. It's also a great place for you to make that one-time or monthly donation to help bring these films to the marketplace. We are a 501c3 nonprofit and rely on donations to make these movies and this podcast possible. You become a force multiplier for truth when you partner with us through our nonprofit, Fearless Features. Joining me as usual, Mixmaster Mark, as some listeners like to call him. Mixmaster Mark, back to shake it up (laughs) and mix it down. So today we're going to be sharing some current events and talk about issues impacting not just our area and community, but communities all across the nation and take it back to scripture for answers. So buckle up, friends. I hope you'll be encouraged. Now, Mark, Mm -hmm. where would you like to take us first today? Because how many, how many things would you like to share? I have three. And I have one. Three fun things to share. Okay. And we're going to get to scripture. So. Mm -hmm. What do you want to share first? So let's start with the uh, San Francisco Gay Men's Choir. Okay. Some They're coming probably, for our children? Yeah, coming for our children. As I liked it, I suggested a new name for them, the San Francisco Sodomites. Mm-hmm. But um, so this is interesting because they released this video uh, on YouTube and uh, they were very proud of it. And so let me just play an excerpt here. As we celebrate pride on the progress we've made over these past years, there's still work to be done. So to those of you out there who are still working against equal rights, we have a message for you. You think we're sinful? You fight against our rights? You say we all lead lives you can't respect? But you're just frightened? You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked? Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep them from disco, warn about San Francisco, make them wear pleated pants, we don't care. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. At first, I didn't get why you'd be so scared of us turning your children into accepting, caring people, but I see now why you'd have a problem with that. Just like you worried, they'll change their group of friends. You won't approve of where they go at night to protest. But when you'll be disgusted, Start finding things online that you've kept far from their sight. Like information. Guess what? You'll You'll still still be alright. We'll convert your children. 
children. Yes, we will. Yeah, so does that... Hello, parents? Do we... Does the creepy factor come up? I mean, if you, yeah. you have to see it, too. To This is what's interesting. They put this up, and a bunch of people started calling them out mm-hmm. about and sharing it, saying, here they are, saying exactly what their agenda is. Oh, and by the way... Some of them are registered sex offenders. Yes. So uh, from the Western Journal, we'll put a link to this article. Some of the members of a gay men's chorus that released a controversial viral video in which the singers promised to, quote, corrupt your kids and convert your children appear to be convicted pedophiles, Mm -hmm. according to research conducted by the Western Journal. The chorus roster and board of directors of the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus are apparently... were apparently removed from the group's website around the time these revelations became public. Uh-huh. Now, and in, in we have seen this happen also when people start digging into mm-hmm. organizations and unfortunately, even like the Indiana education. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's always interesting to see how they scramble mm-hmm. when you turn the lights on, mm-hmm. like, like a cockroach, right? <laughs> they go running. Uh, if you're not hiding anything, five minutes before the heat started to come on, they were very proud, uh-huh. as you can tell from the song. They're very proud of what they're going to do to your children. They, mm-hmm. They're they not apologizing. They're coming for our children. They're going to corrupt them. They're going to convert them to be homosexual, to be transsexual. This is their agenda, and they are not hiding it at all. Mm-hmm. Until you start investigating who these people really are. And in this case, there's four, at least four people involved with this gay men's chorus who are in, who are convicted pedophiles. Mm -hmm. So, and so then they, they quickly scramble to scrub all of this. Mm -hmm. They removed the video from YouTube and then they started going after anyone who reposted it. Right. Claiming copyright. Well, it's called fair use. We're going to share it anyway. So there you go. There you go. And so what what else do you have? Yeah. So along the lines of the uh, the homosexual agenda, how about Disney? Uh-huh. Now, we've talked a lot about Disney and we've been warning people about what Disney, how corrupt Disney has become mm-hmm. internally as a corporation and it's showing up in their work. Well, how many of us have subscriptions to Disney Plus because we love the princess movies and mm-hmm. we have some secret addiction to... Whatever show, maybe The Mandalorian, right? We we were watching The Mandalorian. We were, and then we dumped it. Right. Don't care. I don't care anymore. You know <laughs> nope. what? I can live without The Mandalorian. Yeah. Right? Season two is just like season one. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's always the same show. So um, how about High School Musical, the series? Do your kids watch this? Well, guess what? I wish you knew that you're fantastic. I'll be right here. When all said and done, you'll always be the one that I keep coming back to in a heartbeat. I choose you, hoping no, you'll never dance alone. So don't you worry, don't need to in a heartbeat. I choose you. Here's what's interesting about this is that this is two teenage boys singing to each other. Uh-huh. This is a love song between the two gay boys in the cast in high school in the high school musical uh-huh and so this is straight out of disney studios uh-huh. um 
I don't know what else to say about this other than this is this is Disney 100% corrupting your children the, and and I'm just going to make another I know that I've predicted this before but Disney is at some point sooner rather than later going to release a gay or transsexual princess movie. I think they're already trying that. I don't remember which one. Well, you know, I'm a marketing guy <laughs> and I've got some ideas. And if anybody from Disney happens to be listening, I'm just going to throw out my idea here. You ready? Cinderfella. <laughs> right? Get out of here. Okay. <laughs> Move on. What do you have? What do you have next? Now, you I know can... that, that that idea is money. <laughs> that is money. What do I have next? What? I've got. Elmo, are you ready for Elmo? This is sad. Are you ready to hear this? This is where on Sesame Street, they introduce the gay couple. Uh, Remember, who is Sesame Street targeted to? Like, who's uh, their audience? All of the preschoolers. Oh, yeah. Right? Preschoolers. Okay, everybody, everybody. I want you to meet my brother, Dave. Hi. His husband, Frank. Hi. And my sobrina, Mia. My niece. Hi, Mia. (laughs) Daddy, Daddy, Sesame Street is even more amazing than he said. (laughs) We're glad you like it. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're all here. Are you kidding? We wouldn't have missed family day for anything. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, so it's family day on uh, Sesame Street, and uh, everybody's inviting their family members. And so there's the one character inviting who invited her brother and his husband. Mm -hmm. And Elmo laughs in approval. It's really sad because Elmo is... Was a favorite in our house for a while. Yes, it really was. And in a lot of people's houses. (laughs) Yeah. And PBS gets a large amount of their funding from the taxpayers. Yeah. So this is government indoctrination through public television. Mm-hmm. And so the last one we have here it hit really close to home. It's circulating right now throughout social media. And I just happened to find it because I just got back on social media. Otherwise, you know, we've been busy making a movie. So mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about... The premature sexualization of kids through the education system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can turn the television off. We can keep our children from watching the corrupted shows. At school, they should not be exposed to all of these things, especially if it goes against the fam- family's beliefs and values. Exactly. You know, but like Ken Ham said in a previous podcast, the schools, there is no neutrality. Mm-hmm. Regardless, you're either with Christ or against, and this is certainly against Christ with what what what's happening now are all of these books. And we had Debbie DeGroff on here, who is in the movie The Mind Polluters, the new documentary film that we're working on. And she went through all of the corruption, everything that, that they're just corrupting the mind. And what was so fascinating is when we were sitting down and going back through really the foundation of scripture this morning and and even last night, and I got up and I had to share with the girls. We're going to get to that after we play a quick snippet of this. But these are excerpts from books in your junior and senior high school, even middle, some of the middle school. I mean, Mm -hmm. I had to ask, there are even some books in the private Christian libraries. Mm Mm-hmm. And I actually had a mom reach out to me and told me about her son reading profane language in their private 
Christian library. Right. So let's talk briefly about what the argument is on right. this. So they'll say, well, listen, they're going to they're going to see this anyway. They're going to hear this anyway. I understand that. Okay. But I don't send my children to a private school for seven hours a day for seven hours a day so that they can hear it anyway. Right. If I wanted them to hear it anyway, I'd just send them to a public school. Right. I send them to a private school so that they don't have to hear it, see it anyway. And let's add to that that at the elementary grade levels, when they find these books in the library at the school, they think that these things are okay. It must be acceptable. It must be okay because these are this is their safe zone, right? Mm-hmm. I hate to use this snowflake term of safe space, but to children... The school is this zone where I'm supposed to listen to my teachers and mommy and daddy tell me to do what they say and everything here is good and I believe that what they're telling me is the truth. Well, not only not only the children, but parents. We have always perceived mm-hmm. the schools to be a safe place to send our kids to learn. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hear what this mom has to say. And forgive me because I'm reading it right out of the book. I don't want to John. Doug tried to go down on me. Nice way to your wad, Doug. I felt it, or I felt good that I made him feel, excuse me, feel good. Even even if you're quoting a book, I'd appreciate you refraining from using language like that. I would appreciate my children not having access to these books, which all four schools, I learned how to smoke crank in one. I listened from the aspect of a three-year-old describing her molestation, which I am a child of molestation, so I I can't imagine. I listened in multiple books about rape. I'm I'm a rape victim myself as a teenager. I I mean, I'm tired. I've been up all night reading these books, and I'm gonna tell you what they are. Later Gator by Lauren Miracle, you get nine AR points. So I'm not sure how you're asking the questions in some of these books, because what I just read to you was from that book. And that book is at Woodland. Um, The you I've never known. And I don't even want to, I mean, there's so many F words. uh, It would be mind blowing. And that is at multiple schools, but that one you get 12 AR points. Uh, Crank, also Glass and Fallout by Ellen Hopkins. That gal needs some serious therapy because that is off the charts. That's the one I learned how to smoke crank. Um, also masturbate, if that's appropriate, because it really is just a functional thing, I guess. Prostitution, strip clubs, you name it, it's in all three of those books. And first one is five points, eight points, ten points. So you just kind of elevate. I can't even imagine what the questions are that come from reading those as an AR book. So, and here's here's the thing with this. Um, children, if, if any of those kids said those things, wrote those things down on a piece of paper for another child in the school to see, mm-hmm. there would be disciplinary action taken, if not getting expelled. Mm-hmm. Um, or some sort of sexual harassment report filed. Yet our children are allowed to check these out of the libraries and read these. And can I point out, too, that this exact argument that you just made was 
raised by our 11-year-old. Exactly. Because we were talking about these books with the bad language in them, Mm -hmm. and she pointed out, hey, if I were to say these things in class, I would get in trouble. Mm -hmm. I might get suspended. I might get expelled. Why is it in the school library? Why is it I'm allowed to check this book out and read it and put it into my mind? And and take a test on it to get points right. because we pushed this AR, accelerated, accelerated Reader Program. Right. Okay, there's a problem. Parents. There's a disconnect. There's a total <laughs> there's... disconnect. And, you know, we as parents, we have to... We have to get engaged. You gotta. You have to realize what's going on. Get rightly angered by it, but then settle yourself down and go in and say, "Listen, we're here to make things better." Right. This has got to. If if you go just like anything else, if you go in screaming and ranting and raving, then you can be sure of what the reaction is going to be. Mm-hmm. Go in firm but gentle. And see what the reaction is. And I can tell you, in most cases, what's going to happen is they're going to tell you your opinion is not wanted here. Yeah. Oh, well, especially if it's a public school. Especially in a public school. Yeah. yeah. You'll be labeled as a troublemaker. Yeah. Well, and here's here's where we're going to just go back to scripture because it was so, so poignant that we were reading this this morning. And when our children, so Mark and I get up super early to read together, read scripture together and study, study God's word. And then our kids got up and I couldn't wait for them to get up because we, I'm going to take you through exactly what we went through this morning and exactly what I went through with our children, because you have to take it back to scripture. As Christians, our worldview comes from the authority of scripture, the infallible word of God, just like 2 Timothy 3.16. I've got a couple different versions here because I love how each one points it out. But all scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Isn't that what we as Christians strive to do is to live a righteous life? We should. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the New Living Translation translates it this way. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Whatever question you have, take it to the word of God. Take it back to scripture for the answers. So uh, last night I was started back because, you know, Genesis 1 to 11 is a foundation for scripture. You have you have to understand Genesis 1 to 11 to go through the rest of scripture. So it was so fascinating when we got to the corruption of mankind. So God has already created, done creation, Adam and Eve, they send in the garden. You know, that was the fall of man. Cain and Abel, Cain murders his brother, Abel. And now we're getting through, went through the lineage in chapter five, and now we're in Genesis chapter six. And I'm going to, I'm going to read through this just briefly and really focus in on one verse, Genesis 6, 5. Now it came about when the men began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men were beautiful and they took wives for themselves, whomever they chose. Then the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever because he also is flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days And also afterward, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, 
those who were mighty men, who were men of old, men of renown. And here's where it gets interesting. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And there was great commentary. So I'm reading out of my borrowed John MacArthur study Bible. So when I went back to verse six, five, his heart was only evil continually. And it says this is one of the strongest and clearest statements about man's sinful nature. Because guess what? Everyone listening to this program, we are all sinners. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you are saved by grace. Sin begins in the thought life. The people of Noah's day were exceedingly wicked from the inside out. And as we were saying this morning, talking about what is happening to our students in the schools, child abuse begins in the mind. Mm -hmm. The first uh, the first element of uh, child abuse, you know, you, you can't, if you go back and listen to Judith Reisman, go back and listen to Craig Sawyer, and they talk about the grooming process, mm -hmm. grooming children for abuse. Breaking down those, in a, those right. natural it starts, protecting. It starts with conversation. It starts mm -hmm. with uh, verbal abuse of some sort. It's, this is all mental. This is where it starts. If you, if you want to, what did Judith Reisman say? You attack the men with pornography first mm -hmm. and they're compromised in their minds. And then if you take it to the new Testament, go to James one 13 through 15, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God for God cannot be tempted by evil. And he himself does not tempt anyone, but each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my brethren. <sighs> that's always the heart. Well, that's. That's why when we say that the cross, the scripture, the message of the gospel is offensive to our society, that right there is a prime example. It is offensive to a society that refuses to take responsibility for any of its actions. Mm -hmm. No, nothing's my fault. Actually, it is your fault. Yeah. We are all corrupted. We, it, what does the verse say? We're Each one tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Yeah. By his own lust. We mm -hmm. we decide, and the Lord never, what does it say? That the Lord does not tempt us, He and the Lord is not tempted. He cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. Right. We mm -hmm. are tempted when, by our own evil desires, we are dragged away and enticed. Yep. Carried away. That In that carried away, and the Greek word used to describe wild game being lured into traps just as animals can be drawn to their deaths by attractive bait, temptation promises people something good, which is actually harmful. And enticed, a fishing term that means to capture or to catch with bait, it is a parallel to being carried away. And his own lust, this refers to the strong desire of the human soul to enjoy or acquire something to fulfill the flesh. Man's fallen nature has the propensity to strongly desire whatever sin will satisfy it. His own describes the individual nature of lust. It is different for each person as a result of inherited tendencies, environment, upbringing, and personal choices. 
The grammar also indicates that this lust is the direct agent or cause of one sinning. And can I just point out the obvious inconsistency of the humanist worldview here? The humanist worldview that that is so prevalent in the world is, uh, I don't need God, I am my own God. Right. Right? I make decisions for myself. I am the captain of my own future. I am a God unto myself. This is where moral, uh, moral relativism comes in, right? I, hang on. I, I know it's the very last, very last verse in the book of Judges. Let me find it. Okay. And as you're searching, um, well, Will, which is it? Are you your own God, in which case you can pardon yourself from sin, but there is no sin because sin is only there because of an absolute that we would call God. So you can't have it both ways. Either either you're a big boy or a big girl and you are in charge of everything, in which case you should be responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. But that's not good enough. We want to be we want to have all the control and put all the blame on someone that we deny in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, it's God's fault. No, but you said there's no God. If there's no God, you said you're God. You are the God of your own life. So you're saying it's God's fault, but I'm God, so it's my fault. It's listen, hey, we agree. It's your fault, it's my fault. <laughs> we are all sinners. The difference is you think you can save yourself, and I know that I can't. Yeah. I know that I need redemption from the sin in my life and his name is jesus christ that's right so i did find it um judges 21 25 in those days there was no king in israel everyone did what was right in his own eyes welcome to america 2021 2021 this is where we're at (laughs) yeah and you know this commentary goes on in um because verse 15 in james james 115 then when lust has conceived it gives birth to sin and when sin is accomplished it brings forth death and i just this commentary just gets me sin is not merely a spontaneous act but the result of a process and like i told our kids the result of a process Mm -hmm. you see you see elmo celebrating this must be okay you read these books that have the foul language the the bad the corrupted storylines. The corrupted storylines. You know, this is a process. This is a breaking down of the barriers to accept mm-hmm. that these things are natural. The master groomer is Satan himself. Ugh. He's the one who has groomed the whole world for this. Mm-hmm. And it is a process. And like we just said, uh, child abuse begins in the mind. Corruption begins in the mind. Does it mean that everyone who's ever looked at pornography turns into a uh, a serial killer? No. But every serial killer that you've ever, that you'll ever read about was a pornography user. Mm -hmm. Right. Why are we, and, and we, something else that, that hit me last night, I've been reading the book by Gavin DeBecker, The Gift of Fear. Mm Mm-hmm. And he makes such a good point talking about how this all starts, uh, that the consistent factors in violent behavior later in life, it always goes back to some kind of trauma. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what 
we are now seeing happen in our schools Mm -hmm. and the churches are allowing it and the churches, a lot of churches are promoting it unwittingly. It is mental abuse that leads to physical and sexual abuse. And the next generation is going to be, we think it's bad now. Mm -hmm. An entire generation that is being indoctrinated by this hypersexualization homosexual, transsexual, gender mutilation, all of it, everything's relative. What you're going to see is the most violent generation, I think, ever to walk the planet. Yeah. Is it's what's scary. coming. Yeah. Because that's those are the seeds that we are planting in their minds right now. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, thank you for listening today. I hope you are encouraged to stand firm when it comes to protecting your families, especially your children. And on a side note, as we move into the heavy editing of our new documentary film, The Mind Polluters, we will only be uploading new episodes once a week on Tuesdays. Also, you can now go and follow The Mind Polluters on Facebook, where we'll share updates along the way. So that is all the time we have for today. Put on the full armor of God, friends. Have a blessed week. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday.